G'day and welcome to the Fly Fisher Podcast. Since 1967, we've been spreading the bug of fly fishing. Join us as we celebrate the fun of fly fishing and chat with characters that enjoy it as much as we do. Whether you're just starting out or have some experience, we hope our ego-free commentary helps demystify fly fishing and inspires you to visit new places and try new techniques. Thanks for listening and uh, just wanted to talk a little bit maybe at the start about who we are, what we do, uh, the fly fisher uh, obviously based in South Melbourne. Um, we moved to a, a much bigger, better space here from the CBD where we'd been since 1967 but um, this is our first podcast so thanks for tuning in and uh, we we'll just want to go around and just talk about each other's fly fishing experiences and who we are, what makes us tick in fly fishing um ross has been probably one of our longer serving staff members and uh he heralds from the uk but has lived in australia for a number of years now and is one of those outdoorsy types that has become full fly fishing addict so roscoe um maybe talk to uh, tell us a bit about the fishing that you did in the uk before you come over yeah thanks andrew um, yeah, so obviously born and bred in the UK, uh, lived there for 21 years. Um, lots and lots of fishing over there. The fishing's actually pretty good. Lots of freshwater fishing, um, especially carp. So I guess um, I started off coarse fishing, so uh, redfin or English perch, rudd, roach, um, tench, bream, stuff like that. And then... Um, then uh, progressed on to carp. Carp fishing, I guess, was the mecca over there. Uh, it was all about carp and the technology in carp fishing, all the latest gear, going to venues. You'd leave work on a Friday night, um, set up a camp, fish all through the night, all Saturday, all Sunday, run home to get a, sh- a shower Sunday night, quick go to bed and then up for mon- work on Monday. Do carp smell as bad in the UK as they do in Australia? <laughs> I think all fish smell equally as bad. Oh, I don't That's know about that. Yeah, incorrect. <laughs> trout stink though, hey. Like trout, yeah, net, some, yeah. a trout net Maybe stinks. it's just the fish that you hang around. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know. I never really realised how much they stink, but yeah, I think your gear definitely does stink. Your nets do stink, but um, no, I didn't. Yeah, couldn't really explain it, but there is obviously the mecca of fishing over there. A little bit of pike, a little bit of zander fishing as well. Um, and then, yeah, came here when I was 21 and really just dedicated everything to fly fishing since then. And was it the fishing opportunities in Australia that lured you here or was it um, something else? Um, well, as work originally, I guess, came here for work and I didn't probably know all of the outdoorsy fishing and hunting Our girls stuff. are prettier though, aren't they? Just yes, say for true. sure. I have to say that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's facts. True facts. Um, yeah. Um, no, I really enjoy the fishing here. The Just how much is free and open access to water. How wild it is. There's nothing like the high country in the UK where there's a wild waterway you can just rock up to and fish. It just does not exist anywhere in anywhere I've fished in Europe. Um so no, that, that's good fun. And then I've done lots of um, trout fishing and lots of uh, saltwater fishing uh, on the fly as well mm. here since I've been here. Uh, that's good, mate. And you've only scratched the surface of it, right? Yeah, that's it. Only scratched the surface. Still lots more to do. I know that we've got a trip up to Albany Island that I'm looking forward to. And um, We look after our employees <laughs> here at the Fly Fisher. <laughs> Some of them, yeah. <laughs> a yeah. deathly silence in the room. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, next on the list, we'll go over to Max. So Max uh, is our most senior member of staff. And uh, <laughs> he loves it when we refer to him as being the most senior member. He's, uh, what, are, what are you, 39? 39, 39 yeah. going on 38. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he is uh, the man that brings a bit of class to uh, our team here at the Fly Fisher. And um, you'll no doubt have seen images of Max on the cover of almost every fly fishing publication in the country. <laughs> he is that photogenic. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> uh, but that aside, he, he can also fish unbelievably well and knows our local northeast fishing probably better than most. So, uh, Max, tell us a bit about your fishing, um, maybe where it all started for you and, and now where, where you are now and what really you know floats your boat. Sure. Thank you, Andrew. Welcome, everybody. So my fly fishing experience has started as a kid in Rome. Uh, ironically, fishing with a bamboo pole uh, and a float. In Is that the, the Tiber River? In the Tiber River. Yeah, that's, that's right. Tiber. They're, they're probably um, very good. Probably Pronunciation's <laughs> a little off, but we'll, we'll, we'll brush over that. <laughs> my first recollections, and I would stand there for hours and hours and hours and hours, looking at a little float, hoping that a fish would take it. Came to Australia in 1969 and I'm a fly, I fished all my life. Um, and one day, probably about 35 years ago, a friend of mine put a fly rod in my hand and I never looked back. Totally fell in love with streams and lakes and trout and everything to do with fly fishing. Uh, these days I'm passionate about the northeast of Victoria, I'm passionate about our rivers, I'm passionate about our climates, I'm passionate about conditions passionate about uh, the condition of the fish, also passionate about sharing my knowledge with other people. Um, since working here at uh, the Fly Fisher, it's been a great experience just interacting with other fly fishers and uh, people that are very, very experienced or people that are just starting out and need to know you know, all the basics and all the gear and uh, the, the techniques. Uh, I enjoy writing. Uh, as uh, Andrew has mentioned, uh, I have had my photo on a few um, a few magazine covers. Uh, it but may it have something to, to do with you uh, fishing with the bloke that's writing more articles than anyone in Philip Weigel, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, being uh, good friends with uh, Philip. Good um, friends or private chef? <laughs> good friends and I think they go together. <laughs> they do, don't they? I think one is conditional yeah. upon the yeah. other. And it helps that you have a vehicle. <laughs> it does, it does, absolutely. <laughs> so when Philip uh, goes fly fishing, it's his career. So uh, we obviously enjoy you know, great fishing. I enjoy the experience of watching him fish and his skills. But also it's his job, so then opportunities arise where photos have to be taken and, uh, and reports and stories have to be recounted. Yeah, yeah. So I wish everybody the, um, the, uh, the opportunity and, uh, of uh, you know, experiencing fly fishing. Uh, it's an activity which uh, basically it is fishing, but to me it's also a sport. It's, uh, it's stalking, it's hunting, but above all, it's sharing your experiences with great people around you and uh, really experiencing some of the most beautiful places in the world and that's in the outback, in the bush, on rivers, on lakes. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all, you know, we can't understand why more people don't do it. I mean, it's we get so much out of it every day that we get to do it and spreading that, that joy of fly fishing, I think, is something that all of us here at 
certainly everyone sitting at the table here has a real passion for. So that's why we're here and uh, that's why we're doing this podcast and hopefully spreading some fly fishing love. But um, now another staff member of ours uh, over to, to Forbes, Forbes Lindemann. So Lindemann by name, <laughs> Forbes by nature. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Andrew. Um, yeah, so uh, as Andrew said, my name is Forbes. Um, yeah, I've been working here at the Fly Fisher for four months, something along those lines. Um, I think I really started cutting my teeth with fishing. I'm, I'm originally from a town called Denelequin in New South Wales that Andrew great town, great. Do it, yeah. do it in Denny. <laughs> do it in Denny. Uh, Andrew's quite familiar with uh, being from there as well. Um, but yeah, I cut my teeth sort of on the Murray Cod scene there, and and getting into the uh, the the humble mud marlin as well, since they're so numerous. Uh, and and sort of yeah, sort of cut my teeth at a young age doing that, um, and then probably didn't really touch it for a lot of high school. Didn't do a lot of fishing. That was all just conventional spin, really. Uh, and then my brother moved up to the Northern Territory, he was living in Darwin, and I went and uh, spent a, a, a couple of weeks with him and, and fished blue water for the first time ever. And from that moment onwards, just my obsession with fishing sort of really just, you know, I, I was completely into it from that point onwards. That was all spin gear and that was the way it was for quite a number of years until I... Do you think it um, takes being exposed to really good fishing like that, good fast fishing, to develop that addiction? Because I know I was in the same boat as you growing up in a small town like Denilicon on the Edward River. Not an easy fishery, and it's a fishery that's gotten better and better, but certainly when I was a kid, and I've got a few years on Fords, but not, not many, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to think. But the fishing was rubbish, you know, like yeah. the it was pretty much just carp and the amount of cod that i caught you know at fishing every second day were you could count yeah. them on one hand but yeah. that's uh the the tides turned on that and you're probably catching oh, i mean it's, it's definitely a fishery that's improved but i think mm. the, the point that you're making there is very mm. true that you it, it did f at least for me it took that exposure to mm. serious fishing where mm. you went out and you had a good chance and we got some good fish mm. while i was there to to do that fishing and to go you know, for me, it's not just about the quality of the fish, but the absolute diversity of the species and things that we're catching. I went, oh, oh my God, you know, mm. there's there's something out there other than European carp and Murray cod and, the, you know, the occasional yellow belly and silver mm. perch. Um, you know, for me, that was, that mm. blew my mind. And, and so, yeah, I just started spending all of my spare time fishing on spin gear. Um, I was sent out to Gippsland for, to, to do a year for uni and, and when I was out there I sort of was scratching my head, you know, I'd, I'd moved to Melbourne uh, from Denny at one point to start uni and was fishing around Port Phillip Bay, went out to Gippsland and was scratching my head going, you know, where am I, where am I going to fish, you know, what, what's around and, and what's going on and you start googling these things and everyone's answer is trout, you know, there are trout in Gippsland and, you know, you're not far from all of those um, beautiful waterways. And I started looking into that. And it, at first it was a, a spin thing again, but then my brother actually gave me a nudge and said, have you ever, have you ever thought about fly fishing? And I, I said, well, no, no, I, I have, what, wouldn't have any idea what it is. Mm. And sort of looked it up and saw that you could tie your own flies and like watched a few videos and things like that and suddenly went, oh, shit, you know, I reckon I'm probably going to splash some cash and, and try and get into this. And from the first moment, you know, I was even just out having practice sessions, casting a fly rod. I just loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. And now I 
I rarely do I pick up a spin rod. I'm, I'm big fly guy. So how old are you, Forbes? I'm 25. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there was a bit of a gap there where fly fishing was just, it didn't have a profile at all. I'm thinking that period between Rex Hunt's fishing ad- adventures in a river somewhere and to where we are today. And so, yeah, for you not having been exposed to fly fishing and it taking something like your brother suggesting it, I think that's a pretty normal thing for a 25-year-old. Because I remember when I was... You're, you know, a kid, it was mm. it was a, still a big feature on Rex Hunt's Fishing mm. Adventures. Like, mm. it was in every se- sort of second segment. Yeah. But, yeah, you just don't... Yeah. Not as much not not as much exposure mm. to it, really. It's growing. Um, it, definitely. it definitely is. And, and things like social media, and mm. you know, as I said, I was hopping on YouTube and watching videos, things like that. You can dig into it, but, mm. you know, these things being as targeted as they are, um, mm. you're not necessarily just going to stumble across it, you know, mm. you know not necessarily anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, it sort of just took a it, it took a bit of a suggestion and a, a bit mm. of a look, and then I went, "Oh God, you know, like mm. that does look like good fun." And yeah, got out there and started doing it. Mm. Um, so yeah, been fly for, fishing. For the record, when Forbes started, we thought he, you know, knew nothing about fly fishing, but he's he's <laughs> he's quickly surprised us that he actually does know a bit and can catch fish. So <laughs> a pleasant surprise, if you will. <laughs> Still pretty green. Yeah. Still pretty green. But a, yeah. another bloke who works for us, who probably catches half as many fish as he tells us about, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, co- our co-host actually, uh, Peter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Peter hasn't been with us for for too long yet. We um, we found him as a retail dynamo at JB Hi-Fi and uh, lured him over to the fly fisher. Um, but he's been a great addition to the team, and he is the main instigator behind this podcast. So Peter, welcome. Thanks, Andrew. Um, um, mate, tell us a bit about your, your fishing and where it all started for you. Yeah, so I started fishing with Dad pretty much as soon as I was born, I guess. Um, conventional saltwater fly fishing out in a boat on Port Phillip Bay for those bread and butter sort of species. Um, never really got exposed to fly fishing as such when I was younger, but as soon as once I turned 18 and got my licence, it's pretty much every second day I was out fishing up around Marysville and cutting my teeth up there and learning how to fly fish and teaching myself. So it was a, it was getting into trout fishing that kind of then spawned yeah. that next step in fly yeah, fishing. Yeah, that's right, right. spinning yeah. for trout. Yeah. Sort of whenever I could convince mum and dad to take me before I yeah. had my licence and then yeah. as soon as you get that freedom with your licence, the world's your oyster. And it is. I chose mm. fly fishing to sort of mm. kick it off for me. Yeah. No, a licence to drink and a, a licence to uh, to fish is a good thing when you yes. turn 18, isn't yes. it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How well they go together. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they actually changed that law in the UK so you could actually drive at 17 and then drink at 18 so yeah. that you weren't doing both at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not a bad idea, is it? <laughs> Learn one that's before the other. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was saying on our thing, we've got last trip uh, you went on. So remember, we go around and we, we talk about the last trip we did. Hmm. Ah, uh, Forbes, been over to Tassie. That's enough you? about you, Peter. Yeah. We've no. heard enough about yeah, your introduction. Yeah, <laughs> what was your last trip, Peter? My last trip, I went to a place called Saltwater Creek in New South Wales, which is about half an hour before Eden. It's uh, quite a nice spot. You've got two estuaries at each end of a small bay, and they're just stacked up with schools of salmon, and then you've got salmon and tailor in the surf and brim and whatnot. Um, It was sort of my first introduction to saltwater fly fishing, which I found a bit hard, waving a big eight-weight rod around, 
compared to a tiny little four weight in a trout stream, but it's mm. definitely a good place to learn and a good place to catch some fish relatively yeah. easily. Well, and yeah. you got onto some fish, didn't you? Yeah, like the the amount of small salmon that just stack up in those estuaries, especially once they're freshly opened, it's mm. crazy. Like, yeah, awesome and you just fish. see the, the schools cruising and it's sight fishing and mm. exciting. Not big fish by any means and not an amazing fight, but you're certainly catching fish and learning how saltwater systems work compared mm. to, you know, all run in a river. Yeah. It's, yeah, big different how tides affect things and things like that. Not that it's new because people had been doing it for a long time, Max being one, but the, you know, that the saltwater fly fishing opportunities in the, the southeast of Australia, there's numerous. You know, all those little inlets and bays have got really good fly fishing opportunities. And Max, you've been doing those trips for years, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, look, I have. And I think it's a little bit sort of underestimated or undervalued. Uh, the, the uh, you know, the, the type of fishing that's available along the west coast and, and also through Gippsland you know, is, is pretty good. Mm. And uh, I think it's just getting your head around, getting your head around uh, that uh, th- those opportunities are there and the techniques and the gear. But I've had many, many wonderful, wonderful trips uh, catching you know, big salmon, big brim, mm. you know, chasing uh, estuary perch, uh, seeing big pods of ocean mullet move up the systems. Mm being smashed by God knows what in some of the estuaries, probably Mulloway. Mm. Um, it's actually become uh, one of my favourite forms of fly fishing. I mean, I absolutely adore trout fishing and it'll, nothing will ever replace it, but I look forward, I, I prefer fishing these estuaries during the winter months. I really look forward to winter, the onset of winter. I mean, for me, there are no fly fishing seasons. Uh, it's a 12-month proposition. And I think it's worth pointing out that these these fish and these fisheries are shallow water fisheries, and with a floating line, that's pretty much all you need to do it. And so, yeah, a lot of these species eat a fly as well as they do a lure or soft plastic. Sometimes, sometimes better. Mm. Yeah, look, as well. yeah. Many times uh, we'll be fishing the shores of uh, various estuaries, and, uh, and there'll be the, you know the odd stationed uh, you know bait fisher there, and I can say that so they they're often looking at over their shoulders, thinking, "What are these guys doing?" And two, why are they catching so many fish? <laughs> Something else that's quite interesting. These are the type of flies we use and the techniques. Um, we can, the, the the chaps sitting on the banks, and God bless them uh, for enjoying the environment as well. But they tend to catch quite a few smaller fish. When you're targeting species like brim. Um, with a fly, uh, I can say in the last 10 years, I can't think of more than two undersized brim that we've caught. Wow. So yeah. that there is Quality, a correlation huh? between size of fly, the movement, and understanding what's happening under the water and, and the size of fish. And as Andrew mentioned, uh, you know, we're fishing uh, shallow, shallow water, so it's, it is almost like flats fishing and then understanding the tidal movements and how the fish react to water moving in, moving out, and also moving over or into the flats. Yeah. Very exciting. I would highly recommend it for everybody to try. That's right. Much like most of most fly fishing disciplines, you're sort of actively searching for fish and getting mm. a lot more in tune with the fishery than you would be bait fishing yeah. sitting on the side of a river or mm. on the side of an estuary. And sort of I, I, I liked what you were saying about understanding what is going on underneath the water and being able to read that water and the way that fish respond to the way that the water is moving and where it is. And that may be a side effect of trout fishing before getting into that, that inshore right. salt water. And, and could go, you know, mm. vice versa, really. Mm. You know, yeah, you, you can take things either way for mm. wherever you begin, really. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Roscoe? Where was your last fishing trip, man? 
Um, I did a local thing with me old man. My parents are over from the UK. Um, haven't seen them in a while, and we just did. Uh, we just took your boat out um, uh, off of morning. The fly fisher boat. Yeah. It's a tax deduction. Let's be honest. <laughs> the shop boat. Took the shop boat out. Um, uh, off of Mornington and uh, yeah got my dad onto some pinkies and some flathead which was good some species that he'd never caught before yeah, well. um, so yeah not not really your shallow water uh, fly fishing but kind of more yeah six to eight meters and using sinking lines to get flies down but um, he ended up getting most of his on bait and I got one on a fly so yeah look I think the bait definitely uh, outfished the fly on that day but we certainly had a good time and it's always good to get those fish on fly and that pull like stink. And this deeper water you know fishing out of a boat in salt water down south here it's that's another dimension to saltwater fly fishing. It's a whole, that we whole different ball game. It is yeah. But it's amazing how Port Phillip Bay has developed as a fly fishery though yeah like yeah. Ross is a big one. Yeah, for sure. Fly fishing in the bay. Yeah, yeah. and I might be fishing in uh, eight meters of water, but um, the fish might, uh, you know, be on the surface. You might get That's a school right. of salmon work yeah. and some birds working them, and you, you know, you're still fishing your sinking line. But as soon as it hits the water, you're stripping it. Yeah, and, and it's not a sinking line anymore, is it? If you're moving it, well, yeah, fast enough. It, so. Yeah. Now we've. Um, That's we, really been something that COVID brought on for you, hasn't it? it lock, is, lockdowns and you know the maximum distance you can travel from home, it's really pushed you into that. I don't think I'd fished the bay ever, fly fished it um, and probably over 12 months ago, so it's all been in the last 12 months. Mm. And um, now we've had some fun. We made a little teaser rig up one day um, and uh, chucked it off the back of the boat. We used the electric and uh, uh, in over winter on a dead calm day and managed to tease up a load of salmon school and catching them on fly with a with another guy that lives around the corner from me. It was we had a ball of the time. Mm. Caught hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of salmon over over lockdown and um, yeah, if it was you know I, I probably all, like all of us, I couldn't really do more than a few days without fishing. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that uh, you know scratched that itch. It's yeah. amazing what COVID bring on in terms of fishing options close to home. Oh, oh that's it. Amazing. Look like I discovered start. 90 centimetre carp in a creek, you know, mm. two minutes down the road on my bike. Oh, mm. The amount of carp flies that left the, went through the door here was incredible, wasn't mm. it? I think we'd sold out quite a few times and yeah. had to buy oh, different carp flies. Yeah. Yep. No, there's always something new to catch on fly and then, you know, as long as there's a puddle close home with fish in it, yeah. we'll fish in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's it. That's right. doesn't matter what it is, you know, as long as they'll, they'll eat a fly. Mm-hmm. And obviously you just come back from Tassie Forbes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tassie. So exotic, I, overseas. Exotic, yeah. 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 My first time to Tassie, it was pretty bloody exotic. You got to go on a, on a boat, on a ship. Yeah, the, the spirit. Yeah. The spirit of Tasmania. <laughs> that was unreal. Unreal. Yeah. I had a, I, yeah, I had a great time. Um, we went over, as you may have gathered from listening, I've just come back from Tasmania. I yep. did three weeks uh, over there. Had a good time. First, yeah, fantastic time. Could not recommend it enough. I, Tasmania, I will be back. Mm. Uh, as long as that place stays wild, I will be going back. <laughs> it was bloody awesome. And it um, will stay wild. Those Tasmanians will make sure of that. To, <laughs> to, right. um, yeah, no, so the first week I just uh, – I went over with my housemates. So the first week we went down the east coast. Uh, I um, foolishly didn't take my nine weight with me because I saw Australian salmon just, you know, cruising the – through mm. the shores and on those, on you know, out on those sand flats and things, wherever we were camping, it just seemed big mistake. Oh, big mistake! Everything was just so fishy. Um, and then, yeah, got down to Hobart, went up. We did the overland, uh, so that was the second week. Is there much fishing along the overland? There, look, I'm not going to say no. I just yeah. didn't do. Yeah. 
an awful lot. I, I know that, you know, you go there and you see you, you, you've got your native Galaxid populations and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, which they fight which well. Were really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the monsters. Yeah, All game three fish. centimetres <laughs> the, the, the monsters. Yeah, um, yeah no, but I look, I suspect there are trout at the beginning yeah. of the Overland and there are trout at the end yeah. of the Overland in Lake St. Clair. Yeah. Um, and... I I haven't looked at the waterways. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure, but you got to assume. I mean, that they're, they're, they move. They're like run, rats, running you know. water in Tassie. They're probably going to have trout. That's, that's it. And so yeah. So I, I I don't know. I did see fish on the last day we pulled up at uh, Narcissus Hut. That's the last day of the um of the Overland, and you it, absolutely know sort of at the yeah, <laughs> at the at the top. <laughs> the, you sure, it was your first trip to Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> the um the at, at the top at the top of Lake St Clair and I just saw trout all rising there. I actually oh, took a fly rod with me and got a couple of casts in before the ferry captain sort of had us moving. But yeah, then the then the last uh, week I went and did a sort of a solo thing, uh, just camping and stopping in at whichever river was nearby. Um, mm. Pretty much looking it up in in that. Trout Waters of Tasmania by Greg French. I'd the Bible. The Bible. Uh, Gee, that'd almost be our product of the week. That, yeah. That's the product. That of the is week. the product oh, of the week. Actually, that's that's the bloody product of the week. Fifty nine ninety five. Available online and in store. <laughs> can, you, can you really put a bloody price on it? You um, can't, can you? No. It's like having a guide with you the whole time. It's Genuinely. an unbelievable it, resource. The information. You know the the down to the size of the fish that you'd be catching. Yeah, down yeah, to the size that's of the crazy. fish that you'd be catching. Yeah, you know, like what they'd be taking yeah. and things like that. Amazing. Mm. Any, anyway, that's beside the point. Pretty much was pulling up and and just sort of you know if I saw a river, I was sort of setting up a tent nearby and then hopping in and you know washing myself first, but then oh, w- waiting along and, <laughs> and trying to catch looting the river. Those poor trout. Yeah, I can't um, imagine yeah. the kind of, you know, oils coming off you after a week on the Overland. Yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was good. Toxic. Uh, you, know, you get used to your own company for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good, mate. Mm. Um, and so uh, rivers, lakes, where'd you fish? What'd you do? Um, yeah, so I started off on the uh, rivers, sort of the, the meander is where I, uh, where I began my trip. I went out with uh, Martin Droz, who's a... Uh, of fly fishing, uh, fly fishing royalty, right? Fly fish, fly fishing royalty. That's that's yeah. A, yeah, good way of putting it. Um, gold medalist, him is yeah, gold medalist. World won the yeah, world yeah. championship. Uh, he's he's taken both well, all bronze, silver, and gold. So he's he's unreal. He's, yeah, really. Did you get to see his medals? I'd love to see he, his medals. Oh, They're probably be, not even real gold, are they? <laughs> like it's fly fishing we're talking about. This isn't the, the Olympics. Up, imagine if you rocked up wearing yeah. them. The tungsten. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no. So I went out with him. That was fantastic. Uh, mostly Euronymphing, which is something I hadn't really done before um, mm. and just really interesting. Uh, then went from there up, spent a day with Jim Allen, who is the uh, mm. actually the, the the founder of the fly fisher. He certainly is. Yeah, also and, fly fisher. Um, a, a, a feather duster now, but you know, <laughs> he'll, he's certainly an integral part of our team, and, and no doubt we'll be uh, we'll be putting him on the airwaves at some point. So we look forward to that. Yeah, too right. Mm. Um, he was fantastic. That was, but he's just having 
great fun there. So it was really nice to go and spend time with him and to you know go out and fish the lakes. So yeah, always sort of had him giving me a nudge and pointing me in a in a good direction, which was. Fantastic. And some good banter on the boat, no doubt. Oh, too. too Lunchtime right. beers and, you know, That's ice creams as you make your way to the lake. <laughs> Bloody Mary's in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the works. Yeah, that no, was fantastic. Really, uh, really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, very good. No, so a very, very good trip. And, uh, Max, when was your last trip? Right. Now, my last trip was about three weeks ago uh, in the northeast of Victoria. And... Um, uh, we fished some absolutely beautiful rivers in excellent condition, full of fish. So the fishing has been pretty exceptional this season, uh, something to do with climate, uh, water and coolish, uh, coolish conditions. I fished up there with my daughter who's um, taken up uh, fly fishing in the last couple of years and become very, very, very good at it very, very quickly, which is a concern for me. <laughs> <laughs> learn, learn from the best, obviously. Sorry? Learn from the best, obviously. Oh, I don't know about that, but she's <laughs> learned pretty quickly. She's always been a fast learner. And uh, her boy, boyfriend, Kyle, as well, uh, they're both ambassadors here at the Fly Fisher and, and a good mate. Um, we camped in a beautiful spot and um, basically experienced some terrific fishing. Uh, trout size was very, very good. And there were a few bust-offs as well. So there were, there were a few... I won't more learning to do. <laughs> more learning to do, that's <laughs> the, right. The ones that got away. Yeah. The ones that got away. There's always a story, but... Uh, Lesson one, don't fish 6x tippet. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And um, so we fished into the forest and um, you know, did great. We also fished along the Bitumen Road and uh, the fishing was great. Uh, there were a few hoppers around, but the trout were smashing big dry flies, whether hoppers or big stimulators. And uh, we always try and uh, trail a nymph un- underneath the drive. It's always, uh, it's always good to have uh, you know, two shots at the possibilities. And um, some of the good fish are actually... Uh, also um, came to hand via the nymph, uh, but uh, it was absolutely spectacular up there. Three weeks is far too long for me to be off the water, so um, a new trip is being planned as we speak. <laughs> yeah, you look like you're having withdrawals, Max, and yeah. scratching your arms like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is that you, that's actually right. <laughs> I know the feeling all oh too well. Yeah, what about you, Andrew? Your last trip? Uh, I don't fish anymore, actually. Oh, that's no. right. Yeah. Uh, you got a business to run. Yeah, business to run. Staff, <laughs> staff to crack the whip over. Uh, but no, it's not so much where I've been fishing, but what I have to look forward to. So uh, t- it'll be Tassie for me. Um, get back over and, and visit my shack that's in need of repair and uh, and no doubt get a lot of fishing in. But um, got that on the radar. You can be as well. Um, in fact, I was looking at the map the other day and I think you can... Do a pretty easy do detour, Bem River, and then Bem River up to Lake Eucumbeen. So it'd be great to combine a bit of saltwater, you know, brim fishing with a trip to Eucumbeen, particularly now as it's fishing so well. For those that don't know, Eucumbeen has just had, you know, one of the best seasons in, in recent memory, or probably, you know, any memory, I would say. But, uh, yeah, certainly you want to make hay while the sun shines and that fishing is so good up there. So yeah, it sounds like an awesome trip. Mm, no, should be should be good. So you guys don't mind running the shop while I'm by? All good? <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. I need you to work Saturdays and Sundays as well, like I do. That's we all. We don't even work <laughs> on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. uh, when the cat's away. Yeah. Yeah. But there's beer in the fridge, so it's all okay. Yeah. yeah. Help it's, yourself. It's, it's a heavy <laughs> ass. It's a heavy ass. Yeah. 
Um, but no, look, thanks guys for tuning in. Um, you know, really nice to introduce you to, to, to us here at the Fly Fisher and, and what we do, why we do it. And um, really looking forward to the next episode. We're going to have a lot of, you know, special guests along the way and, and people that we hope can offer a bit of insight into their, their local fisheries, the fishing they do, uh, their lives in fly fishing. And um, yeah, we look forward to, to having you along on the ride. Yeah, fantastic. Catch gotcha. you.